Hey, it's Bill Simmons. I just wanted to make sure you were listening to podcasts on Spotify. Here's how you do it. First, search for your favorite podcast on Spotify's app. They have a library of over 750,000 podcasts at this point. So let's say you're searching for the Bill Simmons podcast or the Rewatchables or the Dave Chang Show or Binge Mode or the Ringer NFL Show. Once you find them, click on the follow button. That's how you subscribe. Then click on those letters near the top of the app that say podcasts. You can't miss it. All the podcasts you're following will pop up separated by episodes, downloads, and shows. Wait, it gets better. On Spotify, you can adjust the speed of the pods to seven different speeds. 0.5 times is the slowest. I actually sound drunk at 0.5. Listen to this. Today's episode of the Bill Simmons podcast on the Ringer podcast network. Yeah, you can get drunk Bill. You can also do 0.8 times, 1.2 times, which is my favorite. Everyone sounds like they had a good cup of coffee. You can do 1.5 times. You can do two times. And if you're completely insane, you can do three times. Here's what that sounds like. Why would you do that? I think that's how we communicate with aliens. Anyway, Spotify's app connects directly to many of the best automobiles in the world. It even has a CarPlay feature that's pretty cool. It's really, really good. Best of all, it's free. Download Spotify on any device and you are good to go. Look, I don't want to app shame you, but you should actually be embarrassed if you're not listening to podcasts on Spotify. And if you don't believe me, listen to Drunk Bill at 0.5 speed. Today's episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast. Tell him, Drunk Bill. The Bill Simmons Podcast. Listen on Spotify. What's going on, jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. Bruce Battle Season 1 champion, Mike Long. The king of sad stop. The Silver Lake heartthrob. It's Trey Kirby. It's Nick Mundy. This is your girl, WWE superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hey, this is WWE superstar, Braun Strowman. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. Zach Linder. Dan Black, a.k.a. the Goofaraja. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening, you're listening you're, to this. You're YouTube. listening to. And you are listening to. You're listening, 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 listening to the Masked Man Show. 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 Welcome to the Masked Man Show, WrestleMania Eve edition. Yes, it's WrestleMania Eve, even though it's Friday. That means you have to get this up today, Jim. My heel producer, Jim, the one I just mentioned, is right here with me. Well, right here in spirit. How you doing, man? I'm peachy. Life is great. How are you? Oh, man. Could not have not been better in a long time. It's Friday. WrestleMania starts on Saturday, continues on Sunday, and we'll probably still be going uh, on Monday afternoon. <laughs> we have opened up the uh, opened up the mailbox, looking for some mailbag questions. You guys sent them in. Let's start answering. We had gotten a lot of tweets about WrestleMania becoming a two day event, which was always your big <laughs> yeah. pitch, and we never even. Uh, so, did you send a cease and desist or anything? Or <laughs> um, how, how much they pay you for that? This is like such a such a footnote for all the other weirdness that's going on. I, my guess is that just like unmoored from the restraints of putting on a show, they just said, oh, we're not going to cut anything. There's no pre-show. There's no whatever else. We'll just put everything we have on and we can just do it over two nights. Why not? You know, why not make it seem like we have more to offer on the network? But 
it is really weird. Only just from the, from the angle that I don't know. I mean, I think even though WWE is acting as if this is you know still WrestleMania by everything but audience size, this is this is just sort of a WrestleMania placeholder, right? I mean, in a lot of ways, it'll be seen as a sort of footnotey WrestleMania. So it's it's like I guess there's. I wouldn't have been surprised if they had gone the other way and only had you know the six biggest matches and or you know the five biggest matches and just said yeah that was WrestleMania if anybody asks and just sort of moved <laughs> on. But yes, I'm happy that they're doing two nights. I don't know if they can practically do this, um, and you know, out in the real world, just because you basically have to make the decision to jump from renting a football stadium for one night to doing it to two. You know, like they could do. If they did it, did it at a non-football venue, they could do it in a heartbeat. But I guess they can get some idea about how many people, how many eyeballs are on the screen right now. Mm-hmm. That's like some minor data point, but you know, we'll see. I love WrestleMania. Uh, I, you know, the the eighth hour of WrestleMania is kind of a lot sometimes. So this will be great. Yeah. By the way, there's been so much. I'm not. No one. I don't know. If, no one's stealing my ideas. I'm not going to say that. But like, there's been. This is not the first time over the years where I've said something and then it. I mean, some things are just logical. But regardless. If I were in the market to like, if I was going to spend all my time complaining about someone stealing my fantasy booking idea, this would not be a very interesting podcast. Anyway. <laughs> so Taco Trey Kirby, I had talked to about coming on the show and oh, yeah. he said he's been out of the loop a little bit, but he did have a question for you. He said, what are the most important matches to see before the granddaddy of the mall kicks off? Oh, that's really good. Um, if you just want to do matches, I mean, obviously there's a lot of like the promo packages are probably all up on YouTube right now that'll get you into a lot of these matches. But um, let's see what 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 would be the good matches. I'm just going to run through here. Definitely start with I'm just running down the 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 card as it appears on Wikipedia. So pardon if the order seems weird. Um, you go back and watch Rhea Ripley beating Shayna Baszler for the NXT title that was on NXT TV. It was incredibly good. Um, Really one of my favorite women's division matches in a while. Um, the Brock Lesnar-Drew McIntyre thing is sort of interesting. I don't know what the match is, although I'm coming to really appreciate Brock Lesnar's WrestleMania oeuvre. I would start at, Wrestle- at him ending the streak at WrestleMania 30 and just go from there. Just watch every Brock Lesnar-WrestleMania match because that'll probably tell you more than anything what, you, what to expect here. Um, but particularly, I think, him, his matches against Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins um, are instructive because to see how Drew McIntyre is going to be booked as a like differently or similarly to them, I think will tell us a lot about his place in the company right now, more so than whether he wins or loses. Um, what else? Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know how far back you want to go. I mean, you should definitely watch WrestleMania, the Becky Lynch's WrestleMania Triple Threat match last year to get to get in the mood for this because that was sort of the peak of the man moment and you know, we're so sort of coasting off that a little bit. Hopefully they can reignite that a little bit. And then Cena, Cena Wyatt from WrestleMania 30, obviously that's, that's gotta be on the playlist because they're having their rematch now. What about, um, Drew winning the Royal Rumble? Yeah. Oh, sure. If you want to get in the mood for it, that's, you're right. That's exactly where they should go. Oh, also, oh man, I'd be remiss if I didn't say go watch, uh, Sammy Zayn or sorry, different wrestler, El Generico and Daniel Bryan wrestle in, they had a really good PWG match that I love a whole lot. That's probably the best one, but they also wrestled in Ring of Honor. It had a little bit more of a serious tone. Anything you can get of those two guys in the ring together with, with Generico. I've never really seen any El Generico, I don't think. I'm Googling now. It looks like there's at least some highlight packages up on YouTube, so you, you can go check that stuff out. 
um, or get your Ring of Honor subscription or whatever. I mean, there's a lot of ways you can watch. What's um, um, Drew McIntyre's best match? Whew, I have no idea. The UK stuff he did while he was off when he was making his comeback was really good. His first run? Did he have any like matches that really stuck out? Didn't he have the IC title? I wasn't watching back then. He did. He did. Uh, I, I don't. But I, I mean, I just don't remember anything. I'm sure there's, there's an answer that, like, to this. Really, like sticks out though. No. Hmm. No, yeah. not at all. I mean, I guess when he was in, when he was, did he have anything good in TNA? Oh, his match against um, Andrade in NXT was really good. Oh, interesting. But yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, obviously, always go back to the NXT stuff when in when in doubt. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think if I did, what do you do in PWG? He fought a. Uh, Oh, we had a Mike, a Mike Elgin match that was okay. Yeah, I mean, there's there's lots of stuff out there. I w- but but seriously, I love his exile. Like his exile period between WWE runs is just like so much fun to just just comb through on YouTube. It's really it's it, there's a lot of cool stuff in there. Nice. Next question: D Pesos asks, "What's your favorite WrestleMania moment?" Oh God. Um... My personal favorite was Daniel Bryan winning at 30 because I was there and had incredible seats. And I've told the story a million times, but like, like had realized like a week later, still like flying high that I had um, confetti from the post-match celebration stuck to the bottom of my shoe for like the whole week. <laughs> That's you're going to say uh, in your beard or something. Yeah. <laughs> a <laughs> week a later. Time. Um, that was just amazing. That was just amazing. I mean, like as a child... Um, dang. I mean, Andre Hogan is sort of unstoppable, right? Uh, yeah. what about um Miss Elizabeth coming to Macho Man's like rescue after he loses to the Warrior? That was nah. Good. I mean that. I mean that doesn't have as much of a place for me. Honestly, like almost, <laughs> almost on par with Andre is Hogan and Bundy in the Steel Cage too. It's not mm. anywhere near as good. No one talks about it, and there's some justification for it. But that was the moment. I mean, in terms of my fandom, I was like watching that on closed circuit. That was like that was the biggest thing ever for me. Yeah, um, I remember watching the tape later. That's when Hogan has like the uh, bandages, right? Like his ribs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember mm-hmm. that. That guy, that same guy, asked a couple questions in his question, but he also asked, "What's your favorite food and drink to be stocked up for with at WrestleMania?" Oh man. I mean, I'm a traditionalist. I would just like to have a smorgasbord. By the way, how do you say smorgasbord? What's the last letter in that word? I pronounce it. It ends with a G, but I think it ends with a D, right? Yeah. This is something that you learn in Amish country where every restaurant advertises its smorgasbord. I did not realize <laughs> it was a D. So I, I'm a, I'm a, I like a smorgasbord of, board of uh, you know, of, you know, you know what I'm thinking of, pizza wings you know maybe a, maybe a burger to start things off nice chips the whole thing the big the biggest thing is the smorgasbord aspect though there's nothing worse than like pizza and wings when you're worried about there being enough at the end you just need unlimited amounts of food and if i'm really going at it then maybe like have some like ice cream waiting for me at the end like a ben and jerry's in there or something but that's it ryan harrington asks if you could pick one match to have a complete schmaz non-ending and end up as the SummerSlam main event, which match are you choosing? Oh, any match. So I don't have to like imagine the schmas. I just want one match to, to be like basically postponed until SummerSlam. Exactly. God. 
on the one hand, I'm thinking like, what would actually have the legs? And you would say, I mean, I'd be tempted to say like, I mean, like Owens and Rollins and have one of them end up with the belt by then or something. But they've kind of been doing it for a while. It does feel a little bit water treading right now. Um, it'd be really easy to do it to Lesnar McIntyre. Um, how great it would be if Lesnar just like walked away and McIntyre was just like, you know, reemerged with like the gold eagle belt and was just like, I'm the champion until you come and take it off me. And then they just use that to like tread water until SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd be pretty good. That'd be pretty good. That I think that that might be my bet. I mean, that that might be my vote. Um, that I mean, but obviously it's going to be like the things with the schmaziest opportunities are going to be Cena versus Wyatt because they're doing the right. Firefly Funhouse match and the House of Horrors match or the sorry the Boneyard match with AJ and Taker. I mean. That could be fun. I think that's going to be a little bit more serious, but yeah, I mean, you know, the Firefly Funhouse match could just be like John Cena runs through a cartoon door and is never seen again until SummerSlam. So <laughs> here's the thing: Bray Wyatt is uh, the Fiend is a brilliant gimmick. Bray Wyatt, all Bray Wyatt's gimmicks have been really, really smart and really well done. The problem is they're n- they're so hamstrung by the genre of professional wrestling that anytime they do something that's actually smart, it's really divisive. And all, any, all that stuff at the compound, anything, you know, any, anything like that, any hocus pocus stuff, it's, it's, it's inherently divisive because people are like, that's not pro wrestling or that's too silly or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it does seem silly when, you're, when, it's, when it's put through the ringer of pro wrestling, you know? Um, yeah. But anytime they do, they just play it straight, then the reaction is like they could be doing so much more, right? Um, now that we're in this like post-modern like fully postmodern, pre-taped, Hollywood produced WrestleMania era or moment, um, it's possible that this is going to be that this is really the perfect moment for him to shine. Jorge Flores asks: Recently watched the Rock Austin trilogy of Mania main events. Oh, what matchup of current roster stars, including NXT, would you like to see achieve the same feat? I mean, Owens Rollins is the one. I mean, of ones of people who are fighting this year, who would I like to see fight over and over again and sort of bring each other up? I mean, that's the most logical one. There's so many legends matches on this card. I mean, the the top of the the top of the list is already there, so it doesn't seem. I mean, it's already institutionalized because of age and everything else to such a degree. I mean, Daniel Bryan and Sami Zayn. Obviously, Bryan's already been to the top, but been to the mountaintop. But that could be one that could just go on forever and ever, and just like always be something we remember. Because, like I said, they've had some classic battles outside of WWE. I don't know. That might be that might be the winner. I don't know. Is that is that, is that what you were thinking? I don't know. To have that classic trilogy, I, I know. Like he said, even NXT. So I guess Adam Cole and Gargano have already like done things like this, and I guess they're just not as big, obviously, as The Rock and Austin. I don't know. It's hard to compare anything to. Well, they yeah, they pull this off all the time. I mean, Gargano, Champa, like they, these yeah. guys have their trilogies, you know? I, know. I mean, it's but to have as the Mania main events. I mean, Andrade's out, but there's a, there's also well, I guess he's not he's fighting the Street Profits. Yeah, I have no idea, man. But, I mean, that that would it would have to be one of those two for me. Road Warrior Animal Crossing, which is an amazing name, asks, could Bray be Roman's replacement? Imagine the Fiend beats Cena on night one, and then defeats Goldberg on night two. Oh my God, that's the best idea. I've n- I, haven't, I haven't even heard anybody float that. That would yeah. be amazing. <laughs> that would be good. But would he have him win with a spear too? That would be fantastic. <laughs> but he said Bray is Roman's replacement. So is he bo- the two different characters or would you rather see it as the Fiend on both? 
I mean, it would be kind of funny if like Fire, if like Firefly Funhouse Bray Wyatt was able to beat Goldberg and the Fiend, where the Fiend was not. But I think it's got to be the Fiend. I wonder if they could do another like Underfaker type angle, then where Bray is feuding with the Fiend, and it's a guy in the Fiend outfit. It'd be harder to find another guy with the shape of Bray Wyatt than it was to find a guy roughly the shape of the Undertaker. Who's that big? I mean, unless like Bo Dallas has just been like like eating steaks nonstop for six months. Prince Albert. (laughs) I don't think he's in wrestling. (laughs) I don't think he's he's getting it cleared anymore. But he's a he's around. I guess that would be that that would actually be a pretty a pretty good fit. Um, God, who else? There's probably somebody down in developmental who's that shape, but. Man, it's tough. Bray Wyatt is a gigantic dude. Gig- I mean, in real life, he is just. I mean, he is a he, him sitting in like a chair looks as precarious as the Big Show. He is just a big man. Braun is like that. Unsurprisingly, I told the story. You were there when he yeah. like we went to that that uh, that shoot and he took his shirt off to eat and he was just <laughs> like he's like three as feet one does. From like, yeah, he's like three feet thick. It, he he's just so freaking big. Yeah, it's crazy. All right, Francis Moses asks, guys, Christina LK and I have a crossover question. Who'd go over in a WrestleMania main event match between Brian Curtis and David Shoemaker? Wait, read that again. (laughs) (laughs) Who'd go over in a WrestleMania main event match between Brian Curtis and David Shoemaker? I would hope it would go to like a 60-minute draw. That could be the one that we push till SummerSlam to really finalize things. It's almost like the mega powers explode, except you're not. It's like what's opposite of mega mini. The mini powers explode. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I don't. I, you would you would have to answer that. I, I even even in a, even conjecturally, I have a hard time imagining myself beating Brian. Although I might have a few like pro wrestling tricks up my sleeve that. I mean, <laughs> he has been a big fan too, but maybe that 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 might be the deciding the deciding factor. He just can't keep up with my my knowledge of the newfound high flying style of pro wrestling. Well, he also asked what Cur- Curtis's finishing move would be, and if I who would I interfere with, like to help win. But I have someone else sent me some audio here. I'm going to play. I haven't listened to this yet. He just sent it. Someone else gave <laughs> their answer. Okay. Who wins a WrestleMania main event match between me and Shoemaker? Here's how I think it goes down. Oh no! I come to the ring dressed as a character called the media critic think of a harvey whippleman in the 90s kind of look (laughs) i win the belt by illegally squirting ink in david's eyes but three (laughs) months later the wwe fires me because i ran afoul of the wellness policy that's it back to you david (laughs) amazing that's really good i can't top that all right (laughs) Do we have any more special guests coming in? That was Brian for anyone that doesn't listen to the listen to the press box. That was himself. But yeah, uh, the man no himself. Sorry. Special guests yet. We shall see, though. I should text some people. We could have some more run-ins. Adam Bonin asks, if AEW didn't exist as competition, would it be more likely that WWE would have gone dark by now? No. I, I, ta- I, I, I like that question. I, I know exactly what he's asking. However... No. I mean, it's just 100% Vince's refusal to stop. I mean, whatever. And it's and, and, uh, and I'm sure... the I mean, XFL. Yeah, but that, there was a blessing in disguise aspect to that. And also, you can't do the XFL inside the Performance Center. Um, 
it would have cost more to keep the XFL running. I mean, they would have had to pour money into it to keep it going, right? To shelter, to like, you'd functionally have to take however many players that was, you know, like 300 players or something and put them in hotels all, you know, whatever. I mean, it would just been so improbable. Um, But, man... Uh, no, no, I just think he, he's insisting on keeping it going. He wants to keep the TV shows running every week. He want, you know, he's, he, you know, who knows, who knows what's going to happen right after WrestleMania, but I find it hard to imagine that he'll give up ever, but we'll see. All right. Funny memes wants to know, or he wants you to, it's not a question. It's an order. Build an old school sitcom from current wrestlers. Oh my God. And I've been watching a lot of old school sitcoms. Like what? What have you been watching? There's been a lot of living single in the house. Family <laughs> matters. Um, That's fun. The kids like Urkel. Yeah, Urkel does pretty well. Family matters. Is, Family matters actually got my baby's attention in a way that basically nothing but the Wiggles does. Mickey Mouse cartoons occasionally. Um, let's go through. Let's let's look at the card here. Old school sitcom. So is this a family? Are we casting a family, or is it just like? Can it be like? A, a, a sitcom about wrestling. I feel like it's more of a family. When I think of like an old school sitcom, I think of, yeah, a family, right? In the house. Okay. So, all right. I'm looking, this is only, so I'm limiting dad? this to people, I'm limiting this to people who are on the card. Yeah, who's the dad? He's gotta be like grumpy, Cena. I'm not Cena, sorry, Brock. It would be, man. So, I mean, but we're just wrestlers and not, the dad is definitely the undertaker. Oh, yeah solely for age but also grumpy and everything else he could also be the wilson character from home improvement <laughs> no we'll, we'll get to looking wilson. over the fence so the the undertaker <laughs> undertaker is undertaker is like al bundy right you would just like <laughs> okay. just like cut his hair slick it or whatever just slick his hair back put him in like a like a exterminator's outfit you know just some like blue collar job i think that would be fantastic he's looking to like retire but uh, he can't figure out which one of his sons is going to take over the business. His sons are played by, let's see, like John Cena is like the, it, we're, we're obviously shifting ages here, but John Cena is like, you know, like the 25-year-old but still lives at home, sort of like, you know, was a football player in high school and college, and now he doesn't really know what he's doing with his life, but he still thinks he's the big aspiring man on campus. Rapper. Yeah, aspiring rapper is fantastic. Um <laughs> Daniel Bryan is like like the smart young son, you know. He'd have to he'd probably have to shave, but he's sort of he's sort of the uh, the Bud Bundy of this thing, or like whatever. Who's the like the younger brother on um, Growing Pains? Yeah, or like, you know, like he's Lisa like the Simpson. He's kind of like the vegan. Yeah. So, the, but so there's like a little brother rivalry going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's got to be a sister whoever who like everybody is playing off of, right? Like who's the she's like the real like the the sarcastic one. I mean that's got to be Becky Lynch, right? I mean she's like the mm-hmm. the funniest sarcastic person on the roster. So yeah, I would that's I guess that's how I would go. I guess there has to be a wife too. Mm-hmm. Who would be the Undertaker's wife? Is it Charlotte Flair? Is it Oscar? Hmm. Man, Oscar's kind of funny. Oscar's his new wife. His, uh, or his is Alexa ex-wife. Bliss the daughter? Is Alexa Bliss the... No. Dang, this is really hard. This is really hard. All right, I think I would go with... Sasha would be a good daughter, too. I think I'm going to go with Lacey Evans as the wife. And it has to, she obviously has to be like... Like maybe a, a re, like he was remarried at some point. So maybe there's like a stepmom vibe going here. 
Like yeah. it's it, maybe yeah, because like it, it's two it's two divorcees come together like uh, like step by step. So there's like two different families. Mm. So the Undertaker. Oh no no no! I'm switching it around. <laughs> so the un- <laughs> I'm having too much fun doing this. So Lacey Evans, her two kids are John Cena and Daniel Bryan, as previously described. <laughs> Daniel Bryan's the egghead nerdy son. John Cena is like the beefy older former high, f- former star quarterback son. And the Undertaker's kids are, the Undertaker has two daughters to balance it out. And that's Becky Lynch and Alexa Bliss. Nice. And then they're forced to all live together. And there's some like, you know, high school sexual tension between the siblings. But no, it's, you know, that's mostly just in the audience's eyes. Then, um, let's see, who, who else do we have? Definitely, um, oh man. God, this is really hard. Could uh, The gold- show would be... Goldberg be his boss, like his angry boss. Oh wait, is, is Goldberg a better dad? I to- I totally missed that. No, I like the Undertaker as <laughs> Al Bundy. Plus, the Undertaker with the red hair and Becky Lynch as his daughter. It's really good. Yeah, that's true. Even with the accent. Um, yeah, I mean, Goldberg would it, Goldberg would be like the neighbor or like dad's like motorcycle buddy. Like they just come over and like talk about motorcycle trips the they're uncle. never going to take. Yeah. 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 Who's the wacky neighbor? There's a lot of good options for this, but the, but doing the show the be fiend. Yeah, <laughs> this show would be utterly useless if I didn't cast the Street Profits. Uh, so I mean, so I guess for lack of a better role, that maybe they're just like the the like they're both the wacky neighbors. They're just like two guys that live next door. The neighborhood is changing. Not like it's like there's like you know some like cool people are moving into this like old neighborhood, and the dad doesn't know what to do with it. Um, and he's like old blue collar dad. It's like, why is this? A, wh- why is this a hipster neighborhood now? That's what the street profits are there for. God, who else? Who else can I get in this thing? <laughs> uh, um, who's the mailman? God, there's so many. There's so many options here. Oh no, no, no. We'll wait. Otis has got to be in the show too. Otis is either like the like the the ever present boyfriend of one of the daughters, or he is. Maybe Otis like works for the Undertaker, and he so he's just around a lot. But he's sort of the Urkel character, like that. Like he, I, I'm not sure why he's there logically, but he's always there. Right. Um, he could be maybe Daniel Bryan's friend, who's also in love with one of the daughters. Oh, that's a great. Yeah, that's it. You know? That's it. That's absolutely perfect. Um, let's see who else. I would love to get Sami Zayn in. So maybe he's the mailman. Maybe he's the kooky like guy who just drops <laughs> he's by doing all the that time. stupid dance down the street. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime he delivers the mail, he just comes dancing with that music. Oh my gosh. Um it'd also be funny to have like Ricochet as the mailman and they just show him doing all these crazy flips and yeah, things. Yeah, but as see, I, like I love Ricochet, but like we haven't even cast the New Day or the Miz. Oh true. Like I like I gotta get these guys in the show. The Miz could be the the evil real estate developer who's trying to buy their house. Oh, and like flip it. <laughs> That's not a bad idea at all. I kind of like that. The Miz is like the villain of the show, but then how yeah. do we work the New Day in? New Day. You just got to get Biggie and Kofi because Xavier's not, officially not not on the. Uh, I mean, I guess none of these guys really are. But the um, God, how do you, could be Biggie under, Undertaker's like coworkers. Wait, what does he do for a living again? What'd you say? You said something blue collar. Blue collar. I said he was like what an exterminator it? or a mechanic or something like exterminator's that. Exterminator's good. Yeah, McCann. well, we could see him working on his bike every episode. Oh, you know, no, no, no. Here's, but here's something always is. comes up that he can never get his bike done, so no. he never gets to take his bike no, no. out his motorcycle. Let's, we're flipping this around. The new day, Biggie and Kofi are the developers. Like they are, like they're they're the new money, right? I mean, mm-hmm. they're just in there and like they don't 
like because I would just love to see them as like the bad guys, but also like the ne- the ever present comic. I mean, comedy like com- comic effect. Mm-hmm. The Miz is the Undertaker's boss, and that's another tension in his life that like the Miz inherited the business from his dad, and so the Undertaker's boss is like way younger than he is. The Miz could even be like Goldberg's son. Like Goldberg's the old boss, and the Miz is the new boss coming in, and the Undertaker hates him. Yeah, this see, I think we got this right. Mm-hmm. It's weird that we haven't cast Brock Lesnar, but I'm not sure how funny you would be. I mean, he could be the angry neighbor or Braun. We also need a name for this show. Um, learning the ropes. But there, there have already been a million like wrestling pun I know, titles. I'm, try- out there. I'm trying to think of one that they haven't had yet. Uh, we'll we'll think of the title later. But I think we got the I think we got the bones of this worked out. Yeah. I mean, this is a this is a really this is a gimme. But it, but if you want to work a lot of other people in here, every that well, one of the gimmicks is that every episode, one of the daughters, let's say Alexa Bliss, has a different boy she's dating, and so like every episode you can roll through. It's like Brock Lesnar in a Letterman's jacket one week, and then uh, <laughs> you know Bray Wyatt another week, and then um, uh, Alistair Black. You know, or Elias, nice. like these guys start getting, they just get cycled in, and the, and the running gag is that it's somebody new and somebody like incredibly offensive to Dad every week. Like Dad finds something that he hates about everyone. Cesaro and his like European man of mystery gimmick, yeah, like there, there, nice. there's a lot of good stuff you could do here. Does every episode, um, every episode end with the Undertaker uh, tombstoning the guy, kind of like South Park and <laughs> killing Kenny every episode. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's really great. It's gonna be something. He like throws the guy through a window or something every time. Off the top of the house, the cage. Oh my god. It's a great show. We have to think of a title. If you think of a title, we gotta go just yell it out, even if it's in the middle okay, of it. I will. Because so, so you're good with those. All right. You know, it's hilarious. Next question from John Sanuko. Undertaker is portraying or reinventing a new character, right? Does this mean he's not planning to retire soon? Ah, man. All bets are off after the fake retirement after with the after the Roman match. I mean, I don't know that there's any particular logic being put into this or any. The future, I think, is only sort of dictated by circumstance, like momentary circumstance. Um, I think everything has to do with you know how he feels on a given day and paychecks and everything else like that. Although I will say that this is the one of like the one like one of the many. Or one of the several like really positive aspects of this WrestleMania is this could be, this could be Undertaker's best WrestleMania match in seven years. Mm. You know, I mean, this could like he because they're gonna have like edits. You know, Tom Beasley wrote a good piece for the Ringer today about this stuff. But uh, but I mean, I think you mentioned this, but like you know, they could actually hide a lot of the flaws in the editing room, and so I don't think they're gonna keep doing pre tapes. But I don't know how much of I mean. There is the possibility that they stumble onto something in this, you know, in this pre-tape WrestleMania or just pre-tape wrestling era that like really, really works and that fans are really into. And frankly, I would rather there be like a 20-minute Undertaker short film every year than to have to like sit there and watch the match and worry that he's going to get broken. Right. So maybe this is the beginning of something, but not, I don't think, for the gimmick reason. Because I don't think the gimmickry, like, I don't think it makes that much difference. I think it's just... I think it's just the, the storyline. I don't. I don't think there was a lot of like forethought or thought put into what happens next. Speaking of what happens next, Stephen Hereford wants to know what does WWE do after WrestleMania is over. Well, the fact that we don't know leads me to I, I'm I'm 
uh, maybe we do know. I don't know, but uh, from me, I don't. I don't know the answer to this, and that leads me to believe that after the Raw after WrestleMania, we might see a prolonged pause. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it is weird. I mean, there's a lot of weird stuff going on. One. As the last time I checked, WrestleMania Saturday nights as part of WrestleMania is going head to head with old WrestleManias on ESPN. So, <laughs> one that's just a very bizarre programming decision. I don't think a lot of forethought was put in that. But um, more importantly, I think you know there is a there is a just like with old sports, there is a market for old wrestling. I think that they could program Monday Night Raw into perpetuity if they just did great like greatest hit matches mixtapes with wrestlers doing watch alongs. I mean, who wouldn't watch that stuff? Yeah. But but they are, you know, I think that, there, I mean, there's a real compulsion. There's a real, like, desire to keep things, to keep the momentum going, you know? And even though everybody knows the ratings are going to go down when they're, when they're you know, pro- recording out of the Performance Center and everything else, I'm sure those ratings numbers still sting a little bit when they're not good. So, I mean, I don't think they should, but I, 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 I'm sure there's part of that. There's some of that in there. Um. And I would love for them to keep experimenting and keep saying, you know, what's going to happen. But I mean, what they could possibly do. But I would, I would do old matches for a while, and I would do, and I would, I would turn, I would, I would let the reins loose a little bit. Like we've talked about this before, but just like, you know, give, just, just tell Bray Wyatt that like he gets whatever the the first episode in June, he just gets it, and just see what happens. You know. Yeah. Um, I like that. And at least you'd watch because you'd be like, I don't know what I'm about to see. Not no, you, you know, it's not, it's not. I don't know who's going to win anymore. Although the, the the win, the wins and losses from WrestleMania are so still seem to be pretty well kept secrets, even though it's all pre taped. But you kind of got to throw that out the window, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I my guess is they'll try to keep going in some form or fashion, but it wouldn't surprise me. Like I said, the longer it goes that we don't know the answer, the more I think they might actually be contemplating some sort of pause. Yeah. I think the biggest hindrance now. And Meltzer reported this on the on the front end, you know, it was just that like, I, I I think they'd be more inclined to push pause if they th- if they if there was an end date, you know. But but do you, how do you push pause when, um, this thing might go for months and months? It's just yeah. it's hard. I mean, I think they should stop. I I really do. The more I, I mean, the, the as happy as I am to see it, I just don't think they can keep doing what they're doing. But, you know, I still want new wrestling content every week, or at least something to watch, you know. Right. Um, it might be a good opportunity to highlight some stuff that's on the network too. Yeah, I like the rewatching classics with the stars. I like that idea, but I'm yeah. more old school with that. Um, speaking of old school, Chris, twenty four. I don't know. Uh, what past WrestleMania match would have been improved by having no audience? <laughs> um. <laughs> I mean, you just Orton try to think of the worst Wyatt one where game. everyone booed, right? Yeah, that Orton Wyatt match where there was like the superimposed bugs on the ring and everybody booed. Oh yeah. Um, uh, what would have been good with no audience? That's a good question. Hogan versus Andre probably would not have been as good, but there might have been less difference than you would think because uh, the the attendance that Hogan says over and over again is so far from the truth and Vince too <laughs> that like there was basically like a hundred thousand people there that weren't actually there, so that's kind of the same. Um, <laughs> The uh no I God I have no idea what would be what would have been great without an audience I mean you'd have to just pick like one like was the uh bl- that- was the 
blindfold match or whatever it was called the uh jake the snake rick martell was, was the that model in, yeah was that in wrestlemania i don't know i mean one of those old grudge matches i guess you could say it could have been a good empty arena like lawler style match but um damn i don't know i mean the, the the crowd is like so important like when like the biggest thing for wrestlemania is like what match would have been better without like a really cool entrance like i can't think like that 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 matters so much you know, Did, didn't Bobby um, Heenan fight in one of the WrestleMania matches? Was he in a tag team? I have no idea. I mean, he always came to the ring and did those... something. I know because it'd be good. Anything with him would be good because you could hear him and he'd be like running his mouth the whole time. Also, anything with Austin when you could hear everything he's saying the whole time might be good. Yeah, but the crowd was so important to what he did. Austin. Yeah. Yeah. But still, just to fill that uh, void to have somebody who runs their mouth is good. I mean, I would love to see, I, this is probably sacrilege right now, I would love to see like one of the Shane McMahon, like Shane McMahon versus The Undertaker or Shane McMahon versus KO or whatever in like a fully pre-taped form. Because just imagine as crazy as Shane McMahon is, like what they could do if they had multiple takes, you know? And and maybe <laughs> like, the benefit of some like a little bit more padding where he lands and stuff. They could do some pretty cool stuff. Throw him out of a helicopter or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> An elbow drop from the stratosphere. <laughs> From the moon. All right. Wrestling Graham wants to know, what old school stuff on the network would you recommend during the lockdown? Oh, man. I mean, I find myself just like, I, I think I've said this before. Well, first of all, WWE Untold is a wonderful series that everybody should check out. Um, <laughs> uh, that show is cool. Um, I mean, I, I always, I'm like so, I'm endlessly attracted to, the historical stuff, you know, I mean, just the talking head stuff, even the table, the, the table for threes and all that kind of stuff. And most of the other stuff that I watch, a little bit ADD of me, but because you have the thing right there, I mean, I'm always, I mean, you have the search bar in the app. I'm usually, when, when I, I'm usually spend half of my time, most of my time on the network, when it comes to matches, you know, I'll be reading Wikipedia or just like reviewing some moment in history. And then I start just jumping around to like find specific matches, find things that I didn't know existed. Mm-hmm. Or I'll search a wrestler that I love and just like find the weirdest match I can find, you know, like so I don't remember him wrestling that or, you know, or just, you know, I, I just love being in different moments at different times. I will say, though, and I think I said this the other day, the one thing that you miss in searching the big matches is feeling the whole like feeling the vibe yeah. of a whole event. And I was watching a bunch of Sid stuff the other day. Did I say this last week? I don't even remember I, if we were talking I about it. You, but like, you mentioned it. But I was watching a bunch of Sid stuff last week, and I and I um, I, I watched the match that I sought to find. It was on an old episode of Monday Nitro. It was it was a post prime episode of Monday Nitro when there was the, the the sparring for the the heavyweight title was like they had like Jarrett and Steiner were like teamed up, and there was Sid. The whole thing was just like so cockamamie. <laughs> the match itself was nonsense, and it gets you know rightly kind of lampooned here and there. But just to watch the whole episode with like all of these characters that I barely, I mean, gimmicks that I barely remembered. Um, anyway, we can move on, but just go watch weird stuff and watch them start to finish. Like anything with the natural born thrillers is probably worth your time. Oh, interesting. Throw that at the end. That was good. I'm joking about that. L. Bass, Lance Bass, maybe, wants to know if Roman doesn't wrestle Goldberg and it's Braun instead, how does that change the result of the match? As I don't see a way Goldberg jackhammers Braun. Well, my first reaction was it would just be a, a set, just a setup for Goldberg to win, and they could push the Goldberg Roman Reigns match, which is apparently their money match down the road, just kick the can. 
But then I don't know if there was a rumor or someone suggested it to me that the Braun might actually win. And I was just like, oh, yeah, how crazy would that be? Especially if they don't really have a deal in place with Goldberg or they just, you know, for the, you know, it might make sense to not have of all the times and not have your belt on a part timer. Maybe it's the time where like the certain the, the future is so uncertain. So and, and just for a shock value, like to have the replacement come in and maul Goldberg could be pretty cool. And then it just sets up you know, uh, Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman for the next big feud. And then they can revisit Roman Reigns versus Goldberg down the road. If, if Goldberg's healthy and there's an opportunity, mm-hmm. but I agree having Goldberg jackhammer Braun would be, would be, you know, at this point it might be a little bit touch and go, but who knows anything could happen. But you were saying with the different editing and things, maybe they, uh, they got Braun on some strings or something, you know, some wires. Yeah. <laughs> That would be amazing. If you could see the wires, I would actually be more in favor of that than it would be so hilarious. And he's like flies up in the air like Goldberg like loses hold of him for a second and he's just hanging upside down. Oh my god, that's so great. Okay, Andrew PH wants to know is Scary Sherry Stephanie's mom? What in the world is that? Like in real life? (laughs) Yeah, like yeah, sensational Sherry. I don't believe so. Is that like an episode of Dark Side of the Ring that I haven't seen? <laughs> Maybe. Oh, we did get some questions about that, and we haven't talked about it, those Dark Sides. Did you watch the season yet? I have not watched. I've watched I've watched bits and pieces, but I haven't watched a whole lot. People have been really effusive about it. It's supposed to be really good. I actually did watch some of Chris Gothard's after show, and that was fantastic. But um, I didn't even know he had that. Is that yeah, on Vice? I just found out about on it. On YouTube? Or? Yeah, on Vice, I think. I didn't know Chris Gothard was a wrestling fan, or is he just talking about the show? No, apparently he said it's a lifelong dream of his. So apparently he's a fan. What's a lifelong dream of his? Like, or, or to, to talk to about New Jack? Show. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I've always wanted to talk about Chris Benoit's murder suicide. Yeah, exactly. That's... Well, that's where I was going to go with it. And I was like, eh, I'll just say New Jack. Yeah, the New Jack episode was great, too. Oh, I wanted you to watch this. It's very, uh, they're heavy, man, for sure. You know, when New Jack fell off that scaffolding and he like almost got killed, or like Vic Grimes does the somersault and lands on his head yeah. and like shatters it? I was standing like 10 feet away from that. Really? Yeah. And like, I remember I had the video of it and you could see me going crazy. I got to find it on YouTube because uh, I got to find that clip because I'm like standing there after he gets hurt. They sh- like you could see me for a second, but I didn't see it on the dark side of the ring uh, episode. But yeah, that was crazy. That was in Danbury. It was on uh, Live- Living Dangerously, I think was that pay-per-view maybe. I'm not sure. <laughs> My God. Yeah, it's weird when... Um, pay-per-view names end up being like not on purpose i don't think <laughs> like uh oh when they when they have like some resonance for what actually yeah, happens on yes them? yeah it's true that's true there's been some ww ones like that okay alex kozolianko wants to know even before airing this can certainly be dubbed the weirdest wrestlemania ever mm-hmm. what is the next weirdest wrestlemania two but two's at the garden right what's the one that's like in multiple cities four no, that was two. Oh, it was two that was. So it was like Chicago, L.A. That mm-hmm. must have been weird. It was super weird. And like they had some just like it was like this one where they like had more matches than they actually normally would. Uh, it was there was just some stuff that, you know, like just as shocking that it exists now. There's the big man, the the little people match. I mean, there's just a lot of stuff. Um, I, I would I highly recommend to uh, to anyone that, that wants to just like indulge in some just old school weirdness because it gets shit on because it's not one it's certainly not three but it's like it's the middle child so anyway so there's three locations nassau coliseum had uh 
Mr. T versus Roddy Piper in 10 rounds of boxing, which didn't go 10 rounds. Um, Jake Roberts in a squash match. Um, who did, Randy who Savage versus George. Huh? Who Jake George Roberts Wells. Is? The football player, great George Wells. Uh, Randy oh, Savage versus uh, Randy Savage versus uh, the animals. George Animal Steel. Yeah, that's really a great one. Five five minutes of glory, um, and then magnificent Morocco with Mr. Fuji against Paul Orndorff fought to a double countout in four minutes. Imagine if you were at the Nassau Coliseum. <laughs> the boxing match, which was like had about two minutes of action, was thirteen minutes long. None of the other matches. The other matches were three fifteen, five ten, and four ten. And then you watch the rest, I guess, on closed close circuit. The Rosemont Horizon had a, had a um, tag team match between the Dream Team, Beefcake and Valentine versus the Bulldogs. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. That, was a, that was a long one, 13 minutes. I guess that was the main. And then Ozzy Osbourne also with the Bulldogs. Yeah. And Lou Albano. Uh, there was the Battle Royal with the NFL players. The Fridge, William the Refrigerator Perry was in there and got, so was, was beefing with, uh, with uh, Big John Stud, but Andre won that one. Right. Corporal Kirshner over Volkov. Holy crap, what a weird match. And Mula over Velvet McIntyre. Mm-hmm. And then LA Memorial, uh, Ricky Steamboat over Hercules Hernandez. Adrian Adonis defeated Uncle Elmer. Fantastic stuff. The Funks, Terry Funk and Haas Funk with Jimmy Hart against JYD and Tito Santana. The Funks won. And then Hogan, Bundy, uh, in the Steel Cage. Really good stuff. And super weird. Everything about it was weird. LA definitely got the best... Yeah, there. for sure. Uncle Elmer, I just looked him up. Build height and weight, 6'10", 420. Well, Plowboy, he was Plowboy Frazier, is how most people, most wrestlers knew him. Oh, but he was Uncle Elmer Frazier. in WWE. They just like hired all the hillbillies and put them together. And then Haas Funk was Dory Funk Jr. Mm-hmm. Huh. Let's go to the speed round. Someone asked, where the hell is Steve Kazee? Steve Kazee is living living his best life. He's had a kid. I mean, what like he's he's happy and healthy and like what? I mean, honestly, what could be better? King Shaneus wants to know. This is going to be terrible, right? <laughs> WrestleMania. I don't know if he's talking about WrestleMania or, or this yeah. podcast, this mailbag. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think this WrestleMania is actually going to be. I mean, I like the weird stuff. Like, I think that, like, at least it's going to be memorable. I hope they do some weird deep fake stuff with, like, dead wrestlers, like, faces put on other people's bodies and things. I mean, listen, like, I think it's going to get nuts. Say, yeah, the, the thing that we say over and over again is you can't wait on matches, right? If, you, if, we, if they just said, let's push pause and we'll do all this stuff at SummerSlam or WrestleMania next year, then, like, half the people would be hurt. People wouldn't care about the other half. Like, it would be a disaster. So it's going to be less. I mean, this might be less of a disaster than that. I mean, who knows, though? I, it, it could be bad. But I think I'm I'm excited. Actually, I'm excited about the weirdness. Yeah, me too. Andrew Kartak wants to know how many superstars are gonna fall off stuff. <laughs> um, I put the over under at three. Jared Rusnick wants to know how do you think Gronk is going to handle no audience as a host? I mean, I think Gronk is gonna be fine. I think this is actually a best case scenario for Gronk. Um, because he'll get the opportunity to pre-tape and everything else. Yeah, but- I think so too. You know, his readiness is probably overstated, but people are assuming or or expecting a lot of him. Jay as himself wants to know, is Rhea Ripley the new Randy Orton test in the ring? I mean, she's in a she's a weird one. I mean, in some ways, yes, I can totally see that in terms of like every what does everybody look like standing next to her? But she's not that imposing. I mean, next to Charlotte, she's not that big, right? I mean, not not as big. It's a little I mean, she's more of the uh, sort of who would who would be the best example of this that came that 
came up through NXT. Um, oh God, there's some like obvious example, but there, but I mean, in NXT, you just don't, you know, you always look bigger than you are. So I don't know if she's going to have that role, but probably, I mean, probably going forward, she's going to be, you know, occupy something approaching that role in the, in the, you know, TV televised women's division. Sure. Patrick wants to know, wouldn't right now be the absolute perfect time for WWE, AEW, et cetera, to partner to do inner brand matchups? There's no touring, oh. no gates. Designate the PC as the safe zone and do proper testing and let the stars from different brands go at it for a few. Who I mean, I think if it scenario? were, I, I don't think Vince is as averse to this as people probably think he is, or I would assume he's not, but, the, but it's just, I think it's just too early. I think that AEW, Vince probably still thinks they're below him, beneath him, and AEW probably thinks like, why, you know, that looks like they're sort of caving a little bit. So I, I don't, but it would be awesome. I mean, a benefit, just do it for coronavirus research fund or something, you know? I mean, like, how cool would that be? Eric Holstein wants to know, wasn't Seth's promo last Monday one of the most interesting bits of TV recently? I'm not sure it would have worked had there been an audience. Yeah, I mean, Seth and, Seth and, and um, KO, I mean, and Owens have just been doing really incredible. I mean, they're not reinventing the form but they're actually doing a good job of sort of pushing it to it pushing their new circumstances to, to the limit you know um and seth in particular i think has, has been doing some really cool stuff because he's he's able to um he's you know he's 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 healing it up in a way that maybe you know would have been a little bit more difficult uh if you have to constantly respond to the crowd um, or react to the crowd. Not that that's not part of the game. It is, but I just think, he, he, yeah, I mean, I think it, it was a really good promo. Okay, last question from Cole Lipinski. Which match this weekend goes the longest and which goes the shortest? Ooh. Um, I don't know. I think shortest is probably going to be Goldberg. Uh, Goldberg Strowman. I mean, just, uh, you know, I'm just going to go with the odds there. Um, and longest, I'm just going to go with my heart and say Daniel Bryan, Sami Zayn, although I don't know how much, how long Zayn can go, but that would be, that would be, the, you know, I would hope that would be the longest. Give him some time, you know. Nice. Happy WrestleMania, everybody. Happy WrestleMania to you, Jim. We're going to be back early next week with the reaction. And uh, until then, apologies, as always, to John Moxley. We'll see you back here next week. We are desperately out of time. The tape machines are rolling. We'll see you next week on the Mass Man Show. 